<laughs> all that stuff. Causing satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> That's what goes down here with Music Maniacs with Side After Dark. So welcome back to Music Maniacs with Side After Dark. Uh, we're Side After Dark. I'm Dan Berg. I'm Sifa Graffiti. Go check out our music wherever you listen to music. And... Yeah, we're gonna be talking today about. I don't. I thought I was gonna say something funny, but then I just my brain went. <laughs> um, today we're talking about a legendary band mm-hmm. that's been through a lot of changes over the years, a lot of ups and downs, as many of the greats do. Uh-huh. We're talking about a band called Heart. Those axe wielding, scalping witches. I like them. <laughs> And if you're watching this, you probably like them too. So oh, welcome. Yeah. And it's funny. So when we decided that we were going to do Heart, obviously I knew a lot of Heart's music. Yes. But I didn't really know too much of their story. Me neither. So it's been really fun for me to like dive in and learn more about them. Yeah. And I'm this so shit happy. goes deep. Yeah. Really There's does. a lot more into this than I even realized. So yeah. like, where do you want to start? Um, All the way at the beginning uh, with Anne and Nancy, like... Them as like little budding singers. Why not? Yeah. So, so they grew up in a military family. Yeah. So they were bouncing all over the place. Yeah. And I heard an interview with their mom that I thought was really interesting that she was basically like, yeah, like when they were like really small, we were all over the place. We were in Panama. We were in Japan. We were blah, 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 blah. And there was no music there for us right so we made our own yeah that's the way you got to do it sometimes <laughs> and i like that yeah right off the bat yeah. it's just like okay you want to do something you make it happen yeah you know what i mean from yeah. like a very young age yeah so that that's a great way to start yeah and um they're they're bouncing around and Anne, well, there, there was three sisters right but Lynn. the two in the band were Anne and, and nancy. nancy yeah so Anne got mono, mm-hmm. and she was out of school for a couple weeks, and their mom was like, all right, well, I don't want you to go absolutely crazy being stuck in the house for three weeks, so I'm going to buy you a guitar. Yep. And she didn't really take to it that much. <laughs> no, she didn't. She didn't take to it that much, but somebody else did, and that was little bitty Nancy. Little whiz fingers Nancy. Oh, when man. <laughs> it she just... took it over and... And she just like killed it more than um, somebody had actually bought Nancy her own little guitar. But she said that she had problems with the strings. They were too hard to tune. Mm. So already she was like that small and already just adept at like these strings suck. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and so she took to Anne's guitar still. So she just wanted hers. And then it just like she said she used to sleep with a guitar. Like that's how much in love she was with it. And it obviously was in love with her, too. Like, you know, just the the guitar itself, its aura, its spirit. Yeah. That lives in it. Yeah. So basically the mom bought it for Anne. Anne was like, eh. And Nancy's like. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and by the way, the fog asleep with the guitar thing, I've done that a few times. That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Not on purpose. Yeah. I've just been playing in my bed and then I'll wake up like hours later and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's great. She was like, it was like my first boyfriend. Aw. I feel that. I wonder what his name was. My guitar's named Stacy. Maybe oh. hers was named Jerome. Dan. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Dancy. It was named Dancy. It was Nancy. They like to dance? Uh, it was Nancy and Dancy, her guitar. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, Nancy was like guitar player extraordinaire from the beginning. She yeah. was like, yes, this is, this is what I want to do. This connects with me. Yeah. And then 
And it was interesting. Apparently, she used to stutter yeah. really bad. Yeah, yeah. And she was able to kind of overcome that while singing. Yeah. Which I always think is real interesting. Because it's literally like, I mean, you're still using your voice in your throat, but it's just different parts of your brain. Right, right. And there was no real pressure. I think she just had more control as a singer, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no real pressure to... Uh, impress anybody when you already know you have a good voice. I think she knew that from the beginning. And um, she mainly said like she used to stutter when she was in front of somebody that was really popular or when it was like the first day of school or like a dance or she had to pick up the phone, anything where she had to be like on like right away, like mm-hmm. that's where she had the problem stuttering. But with her talent, like, you know, she didn't, she didn't feel that pressure because it was like the talent was hers. It was a part of her. Right. It just was part. Yeah. It was part of her. So she didn't feel like she had to be putting anything on or like doing any kind of thing. It's like, this is just what I have yeah. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it was natural. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's really cool because, you know, when you think of like rock bands, like the, the, two big things you think of is like the guitar player and the singer yeah so then all of a sudden here you have they're not even adult they're not even close to being grown adults yet and you right. already kind of have the basis of a rock band yeah and i don't i'm sure they weren't even really thinking about that no at the time no they just liked singing you know and they did it together you yeah. know and that's just all really what it was yeah and that's pretty cool so we're stepping forward and we've got the guitar and Anne likes to sing but um you know and that's her only thing because she doesn't really like school because she's not like you know super popular who does and stuff like that yeah um but in school what what all the girls kind of did like in school were the biggest band at the time that appeared on the ed sullivan show and kind of made a dance never heard of them i don't know (laughs) the roaches i think yeah the insects the scarab, the uh, the moths, the flames. The fabulous ten. There was ten of them, right? <laughs> there was ten. Yeah. All those kids in one family. <laughs> <laughs> they were from London <laughs> or Belgium. I don't remember. I, I don't Ham- know Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is really crazy. Like it is. It's so interesting. Like they come up so much in all of these stories they do they really really do i'm like everybody watched that show every 70s rocker watched that show that episode yeah literally every like well tom petty was the big one the other one that we did but like yeah. everybody it seems like everybody that watched the beatles on the ed sullivan show was like i want to do that exactly exactly and it was really cool because that was one of the first um like self-contained bands of like they're writing and performing their own stuff yeah because the music industry for so long before that was like you would have the performer and you have the writer it wasn't always the same person correct and i think that is just as influential as the actual music was yeah they're like oh like they're this is all them yeah yeah that's interesting yeah i wonder if i could do that with some of my buddies because you know they're just some kids from fucking liverpool like liverpool is not even like a big city like you know what i mean right so i think that's really interesting how that kind of Really was a spark for so many things. Yeah, and had like tremendous effect on them. Like, I'm not Anne was saying I had. They grew up on a military base, so people that had hair past their ears was just like strange to them. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what made Anne and Nancy different from all the other girls in their school who just would scream when they saw them <laughs> was that they wanted to hear what they were singing. They right. didn't want to like be their girlfriends. They would play games with each other at school with the girls and they'd be like, all right, we're going to be the Beatles. So, you know, Nancy, um, I think she was always Paul and um, what you call it. And Anne was always John. She was like, I'm going to be John. And they'd ask the other girls and the other girls would be like, what? 
I want to be John's cool girlfriend. Like, and I would like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be his wife. Like, and they were like, Oh God, they like, weren't interested in like the personalities yeah. of it. They were like, Oh, I like the music. Yes. And that's really the, going to be the recurring theme throughout this episode is that it's all about the music. That's yeah. the only thing that really fucking matters. Yeah. And that's going to come up a lot. Yeah. So, so yeah, they were bouncing around military family, military brats, as they say, mm-hmm. I don't know why that's the term. It seems kind of rude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But that's not really here or there. Yeah. Um, so they end up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And obviously now they're a little older. They're able to like really like kind of find themselves. Yeah. And Anne obviously wanted to be in a band. Yes. So she answered a newspaper article. Mm-hmm. That of a band that was looking for a singer. And this is what's really interesting. I did not know that they didn't start Heart. Right. <laughs> like, I thought that it was always their band. Yeah. But it's not, because she joined up with these other guys. What was it? It was um, Roger mm-hmm. Fisher. Yes. Steve something on bass. I don't remember his last name. Right. And then and then Michael something on drums, like yeah. DeBroge, DeBroger yes. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, uh, I want to say Fossend. I want to say that's the last name. but Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, yeah, they started out and she was the lead singer of that particular group. And, um, so they toured, well, they didn't really tour yet, but they were doing like little shows. Yeah. And what they said was that when she came into audition, they were kind of immediately just like, oh, yep, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, there's something here. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, but during this time, Nancy's in college. Yeah. So she's like co- totally out of the picture. Like Anne's with this band. They're doing little tours in, um, you know, the South or not South, uh, North. What are directions? Northwest. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but Nancy isn't even like known to the, the rest of the band. It's no. just like, they know Anne, she's the singer. Yeah. So they're going and she's really like finding her voice as they're touring as well. Yeah. Like obviously she was already able to sing. But they said at some point, I saw an interview with Roger, he was like, yeah, at one point, you know, we were toured, we were doing the same song that we do every single night, but then at one point, she was just hitting it. (laughs) And I just looked over, I was like, oh my God. And then, like, ever since then, she was like, that was it. And then she even said, she was like, yeah, like, I really, like, found it, like, within you know, myself at that time, yeah. which I always think is really interesting. Cause like sometimes you can really hear that. And it's interesting. Like it takes different people, different lengths of time to like really find their voice. Right. Like when we reacted to all those Steely Dan albums, check out our reactions on YouTube. Ding, ding. Um, we did seven reactions to seven Steely Dan albums. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were thinking in like the third or fourth album, we were like, Oh, this is where he finds his voice. Right. Yeah. But she found her voice before even recording an album. Right. Yeah. She found it before. And it's like all of a sudden, like even um, just being at recording studios, people wanted to put her on B sides of like country tracks and Mm -hmm. things like that. Just like asking her to join in. And like she I mean, she obviously if you haven't heard her voice, go hear it. She's got a beautiful voice. And like I can just imagine hearing something like that for the first time and just knowing like I'm glad I know her. Like, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. She sings so great. This is this is gonna kind of sound like a diss but i don't mean this as a diss i feel like she sings how robert plant wishes he could sing well you know, <laughs> you know what i mean well they were calling them baby zeppelin for a while because they did so many baby so many baby zeppelin so many zeppelin <laughs> covers that yeah. they were saying that and like you know um and 
would would figure out how to sing like Robert and um even Nancy was playing like Jimmy so they were doing some good amount of covers they actually were playing at a place where Zeppelin actually came in and walked and and performed but oh shit I didn't didn't know that yeah they didn't really get to pay them any attention because they went off into the private you know the real stars room yeah and um and uh the male members members of the band were able to talk to um to Robert and I remember Anne saying she wanted to talk to um, Jimmy, but he was nowhere to be found, and he was also being tended to by his doctor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that's where that was going. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's ha- had some problems, but um. So yeah, so they're toured in the the Northwest and. Now, Roger's brother comes into the picture. The draft dodger. So this is really interesting. I didn't know this at all. So Roger's brother was drafted, and he was like, fuck that. I'm out. (laughs) He dipped right to Canada. That's right. And I was thinking about that. Like, it's so crazy to think that that was not even so long ago. There was a time where you would just open your mail, and you'd be like, fuck, I'm going to war. Yeah. And especially, it's like, for that war, it's like, fuck. Like, if I live that close to the border, I'd probably just fucking go right over the border. I think so, too. Fuck that. So that's what he did. That's what he did. And the trade-off was pretty good. If you see Roger's property, like if you look at the video, that's some Boku shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had some land. He was doing all right. But at one point, he was like, I'm going to sneak back in just to see my brother's band, which is kind of wild. Honestly, just that. You're risking your years in jail to do that. That is called, I'm just going to leave that up to young and dumb. That's definitely what, that's some kid shit, some young adult, like 20s, early 20s shit that you just do. You know what I mean? So (laughs) He's like, I know I'm a fugitive, but like, I heard my brother's band is pretty good. So like, I'm going to see what this is all about. So, so he he hops back down over the border and he sees the band and him and Anne see each other and are just immediately like, Zoom. I'm in love. Yeah. So obviously Michael can't live in America. No. He has to go back. So basically Anne's like, well, I'm coming with you. Yes, she definitely did. Like she walks in, she says, she said to the band and she was just like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but do you see this guy? He's great. But he's a magic man. He's a magic man. And <laughs> that's actually who the song was written about. Like, you know, and um, even to her mom's conversation, because her mom was like, she ends up going to Canada, um, yeah. staying with Michael. And like, even her mom was on the phone and like asking, you know, when she's going to see her and stuff like that. And she was just like, mom, no, this guy's uh, got a river know. running through his property. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. staying. But the mom says, she's like, I don't know if I said exactly all that, but that's how she saw it in her mind. And that's what she put into the song. <laughs> well, you have to kind of embellish with a song, mama. Yeah. So, that's where know. the fun is. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear a boring ass conversation <laughs> in a song. She said, baby, come home. I said, no, that doesn't really sound good. End song. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so then they're living up there and he's got like a beautiful property in like the woods and it's like so idyllic and isolated and they're just, you know, living with each other and just loving each other, blah, 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 blah. I think Blue Jays bake them pies on Fridays. I think that's what they say. <laughs> and you can see the scent wafting <laughs> into their nostrils and they fly over to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard as well. Um, so then <laughs> the rest of the band is like... Well, why don't we just fucking go there with her? Because <laughs> obviously she's really the the big talent of the band. Yeah. I'm not going to say the other people weren't talented no. in the band. But... Yeah, because Roger was killing it on the strings. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. They yeah. were all good. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't uh, 
successful band isn't just one person. Correct. That's called a solo act. Yes. So, yes. but they were just like, all right, well, clearly this is this has been working out, this heart shit. So we're not just going to stop it. She's only like 10 miles away, like, <laughs> or however far. It's not very far. Not very far. Um, so yeah, so they just moved the band to Canada. And then around this time, Anne's kind of like, you know what this band could use? <laughs> My sister. A Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. I heard I heard Nancy saying, like, you know, like I said before, she was in college at the time. I don't remember where she went to college. I think California somewhere. Oregon. Oregon? Basically California. Yeah, wherever. Somewhere on the West Coast. <laughs> I know it's right above. It's all the same shit, okay? It's not New York. <laughs> so she was like away and she said, I always knew that we were gonna be in a band together. So I wanted to have a few years to like live my own life <laughs> without without my older sister. Without Anne. Oh my gosh. Anne, were you overbearing? Is that why Nancy said this? <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's just like, all right, well, I've had my time. I'm I'm ready to go rejoin my sister. Yeah. So she comes in and she the thing that's so cool about them is that like their their talent levels are like equal in their respective fields yeah. like she's such a great singer and she's such a great guitarist that i could only imagine that once she came into the band they were just like holy shit <laughs> like <laughs> like for real this has been your sister this whole time you didn't tell us about this right it's like gold right then you just know i'm sure like you got something great going on and somebody that really was like oh i can't believe you didn't tell me about your sister was roger <laughs> roger well, the quote was he made a beeline for Nancy. Like. Yeah, which kind of sounds a little scary to me. Uh, that doesn't sound very attractive. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, okay, that's intense. But anyway, so then they end up together. Yes, and Nancy definitely acquiesced because she said, you know, she was young and she had made it through high school and she said, you know, she's a very good girl and now she was, quote, looking for some action. So yes. why not? Yes. It's a safe space. We should, we should just rename this podcast uh, Behind the Music Revisited. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, because I've got some tidbits from uh, the book. Oh, you got a book? Oh, I got, shit. I got the tidbits. I can give some details. Yeah. Yeah, about, you know, their home life and stuff like that. If you want to know. What do you want to know? I don't know. I've I watched just a lot of YouTube videos, and, like, my favorite was the behind the music, but I saw other shit as well. Yeah. But it's funny, because a lot of the things we do, it's like, actually, my mom said this to me. She sent me the ACDC behind the music. Yeah. And she was like, oh, did you know this? Did you know that? I'm like... Yeah, it's everything that we talked about in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, it's like, anyway. Um, so, so now they're in Canada. Yes, they're all together. Like heart, we'll call it heart classic. Yeah, they started out. Oh my gosh, they had so many different names for that band, and then they settled in on heart. It was like yeah. White Heart right before it was heart, and it was Hocus Pocus before it was that, and it was yeah. just like the Army before it was anything. And yeah, then they it went came through down a lot. To heart, yeah. And now they got they got both of the sisters and they're just fucking t the band's on a new level. They get signed, and this is the thing that's funny. Like I didn't realize all the relationships within the band because when I think of her, I just think of them two. Yeah. I didn't think of all this other shit going on. I did not know that there were two brothers and then that each of them was dating a brother. Yeah, the two brothers and the two sisters. It's like, oh shit, there's a lot going on here. There is a lot, and I mean, it's pretty cool. They start. Um, playing out of a club and then they actually get like residency in the club mm -hmm. uh -huh. and you know what the name of the clubs was what lucifer's <laughs> I've been it's pretty par for the course i feel <laughs> we're talking about rock music okay you ever played their records backwards <laughs> 
I'm like, what in the world? That's hilarious. So they're, they're over there, you know, burning it down at Lucifer's. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their, like, biggest break was that they got asked to open for Rod Stewart. Yes, they did. Like, the day before or some shit. Yeah, they, um, well... They they they're tired. They're sick and tired of working at that club, Lucifer's, right? So they have to like they have a residency for like a week. Yeah. And um, their like fourth day, they decided Lucifer's decided to feed the band, so they fed them some food. Well, that's nice. And like, how but, nice of them? Yeah. Well, Anne was like, she doesn't know if they cleaned the plates with pine salt before or what she was like but the food tasted like pine salt so she gets up on the stage and she's just like hey how are you guys doing tonight she's like well i'm not doing so good because my food tastes like pine salt she was like because she swore they were trying to poison them because they were lucifers didn't really like them they were hippies but they weren't sexy enough and and disco was like the shit then like the stylistic Mm. had just come in and they would show them the manager would show them pictures of the stylistics and be like why can't you dress like them why can't you wear matching outfits exactly like you know oh it would be great if you just turned your music down you're just a little too loud and this is that all the while while they have them playing for the whole week so Ant's like WTF and then they clearly what we're doing is working and you're paying us to do it so why don't you just leave us the fuck alone exactly and um so you know so she swore they were trying to poison them so that's why she was like well my food tastes like pine salt today and And apparently that was all it took for the club (laughs) to have an excuse to get rid of them like you you call it you said our food tastes like pine salt fuck you we got the best lucifer food you ever had that's right that's right so then they immediately get fired and then immediately get hired to open for rod stewart so i'd say that's a pretty good trade-off pretty good trade-off because 70s rod stewart is the best rod stewart there is yeah he was killing it he was killing it and that was obviously a big deal for them to to be able to open and i mean that was like an arena right i mean that was like a big deal and their songs were already big there Wait, but so they, they already know. had an they album out then? Yes, they already yeah. had an album out. And they said, like, the, the first song, you know, with the Magic Man and everything, that did so well. And now this album was out. And they said that they adhered to the formula. They did everything right. And the, the, they weren't blowing up. And they mm-hmm. were like, why? And I could understand it, too. It's like, well, we got the girl guitar. We got the guy guitar. We got the girl singer. You know, this guy's obviously managing them right. And it's just like, well, why aren't we blowing up? So... But then they got this thing for Rod Stewart. So apparently there was something that was happening somewhere else besides where exactly where they were. Right. You know. <laughs> Outside of their little bubble. Exactly. You know, so they get on stage for their show. And I forgot it was a slower song. It, it wasn't a hard hitting rock song. It was more like a ballad. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the main song that they put out. And like they get on stage and they're like, people got lighters in the air. And, and they were singing along. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's crazy. And then it's a, she's like, she turned around and was like, I, when she stepped on stage, she, she saw all like the fandom and she turned around to see if one of the bigger acts was behind her or something like that. <laughs> she, was, she was like, she pulled one. <laughs> what the heck? And she, about me? <laughs> she, me? Said, she looked at the guys in the band and the guys are all like choked up. Like they can't even believe it. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, so they start to play and that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. So they said like, she's like, and she remembers everything feeling so right at that moment. So it's like, you know, her and her boyfriend and her sister and her boyfriend and they're in a band and they got their train and all their stuff. And oh, 
all the blue jays came to visit the ones yeah. that baked them the pies they're on the train <laughs> with them and she's like i remember everything just feeling so right in my head i'm like dun, dun, dun. yeah yeah yeah. spoiler alert when you have a band based off two relationships <laughs> sometimes it doesn't really go well but we'll get to that so so they're blowing up now yeah. so now their first album dreamboat annie Great album. Yeah. Got classic songs on there. Absolutely. Second album is also classic. Yeah. Great songs on there. Yeah. And they're just getting bigger and bigger. And then um, there's a little tension, a little tension coming up because <laughs> Nancy, it was like, I know I'm like in a relationship with the guitarist, but have you seen the drummer? <laughs> <laughs> like Nancy, don't do it, Nats. <laughs> Which I don't know. It was really funny the way that I heard them describe it because she, she said that it was basically like he she loved the drummer, but it was like a one way street. Yeah. So I just imagine like the drummer just like, you know, he's just doing his thing like he's in the band. And then all of a sudden she just goes like all up on him. And he's just like, oh, OK. What? Yeah. I, don't know. I, don't know. I wasn't really going for this, but which is crazy. But she and Roger had broken up because Roger cheated on her. And Roger said, yeah. you know, he just couldn't believe, you know, he got let drugs and all this stuff and youth. You know what I'm saying? Just get in the way. And that's just what happens. And now he's got to play on stage and watch his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend in love with his drummer who doesn't even care or who doesn't even give a fuck like huh so yeah so it kind of it kind of reaches a uh, point with him where he's on stage <laughs> and he's like you know what fuck this and he just destroys his guitar and this is the thing you know People destroy guitars all the time, but as part of the act. Right. And this was not part of the act. He was just like, fuck, fuck. And it's like, he was like, I'm just so frustrated with my life and everything that's happening. And in the middle of the show, he just fucks his guitar up and walks off the stage. Yeah. And everyone's just like, are you serious, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you really just do that? I know. I know. Um, so long story short, he wasn't in the band anymore. <laughs> he was not there anymore, which is hilarious. She said that how Nancy was like, yeah, you know, off stage we didn't really talk to each other because of course you know we had broken up she's like but on stage i wanted to put on the show like here this is a good time and she's like every time i would turn to him he'd be like glaring <laughs> glaring at her with these cold dead eyes yeah that does not sound like a fun environment for a show <laughs> no, no. so something was gonna happen eventually and it just so happened that it was his fucking fault which makes it easy for them to get rid of him yes <laughs> honestly true. but at, at the same time there's there's another tentacle just like looped in and like come on it's only a matter of time before yes michael had to go to yes yeah, so again so we're talking about two brothers dating two sisters one of them goes like this <laughs> then the other one goes also like that. yes <laughs> yes so then basically they just clean fucking house after that yeah they just get rid of everyone yeah they fire everybody <laughs> which i also think is interesting because i wonder at what point it was clearly their band because again they didn't start the band right but at some point, it clearly was them two's band. Yeah. Them, the two of theirs band. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> they just fired everybody. So it's like, it wasn't even really like a debate. Like, no, we're heart. Like, no, 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 no. Well, yeah. I mean, we all know it's it's Anne. It's 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 Anne. Like, she's going to be the driving force. And all you can do is you can you can find and hire some virtuosos, especially I feel like in areas like that with a lot of hippies and stuff like that. People living on commune, yeah. communes and stuff like that. You're definitely going to find a virtuoso easily. You can. But, you know, there's um there's a give and a take to it, because 
obviously there's there was a lot of um things going on with them not just musically but also i mean you know at this point they had been a band together for years yeah. and they knew each other really well and they obviously were really good musically together so it's really hard to just completely get a new band and just stay right where you were yeah and i mean their music did kind of decline and i see why like when they showed live footage of roger fucking killing it on stage i was like whoo yeah, like yeah, you yeah. could tell the difference man like yeah they needed that in the beginning it's not just it wasn't just the two females it was like it was the energy of the two males too like that mm-hmm. like that made heart heart so much good hard rock i think yeah and that's what I'm saying. That's like why I think it's interesting. I'm like, so at one point, was it just not even debate that like we're the important thing here? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's because at some point it must have turned over. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, that's not really important to the story, honestly, because what happened happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And and I think like uh, what's marketable because it was like you know okay, so we've got so many male dominated bands. I'm just mm. thinking about industry wise, right? And like what's gonna sell it was like all right, we got this siren sound lady and then you've got this like virtuoso guitarist lady it's just like and then they look good like you know what i'm saying and then yeah. most likely what i've gotten from them is like they're really nice and really humble so it's like they're easy to work with mm-hmm. you know unless you feed them pine salt exactly then they'll burn <laughs> your stage your dressing room and your stage they'll probably burn it down they'll send lucifer straight back to hell <laughs> exactly so well i want to talk about the industry a little bit because i think it's really interesting how um so Sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, actually. So you can't just replace your entire band and then pick up without missing a beat. Like, you have to be crazy talented in your own right to be able to do that. Not everybody is Miles Davis or Frank Zappa that can just have a new band every year and it's no big deal. Right. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. So they got all these people and it takes a kind of a little while to gel. Mm-hmm. And their career kind of goes in a slump a little bit. Yeah. But then... By the time they figure it back out again, now it's the 80s, and they're just going all into that 80s shit. Oh my gosh. But but this is what I want to say about the industry. I think this is really interesting, that obviously when you're talking about, you know, like rock music and the way that it's progressed, the first thing that you think about is the music itself. Yeah. But something that people don't talk about a lot is the music business and how it evolved with it. Yeah. Because you think about rock music, it's like, it first became like a thing in like the 50s. When it was basically just, like, teenagers that loved Elvis. Yeah. And, like, this is the thing about teenagers. They don't have any money. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, like, a very big cultural thing, but not really a huge commercial thing yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that just, it kind of did boom with Elvis, because then, you know, the colonel started, like, working him like a slave when he realized, like, how lucrative, you know, a rock star is, you know? But then it goes back to what you were saying before. It just keeps getting bigger, bigger. And we were talking in the Miles Davis episode, there was some point where they realized, okay, a really big rock band can sell out a stadium and make more money in one show, then Miles Davis, the greatest jazz player of all time, can make playing jazz clubs multiple shows a night for a week. Yeah. So and it's really interesting the way that the industry is and the way that it markets it. Because in the 60s, it was all like peace and love, like our music can change the world, blah, blah, blah. And like that was clearly what they're going for, not only in the music, but in the industry as well. Yeah. So you can... S- you could do something like get 500,000 people to yeah. some farm in upstate New York. Absolutely. And just charge them like a dollar, $2 each, you know, right. and that's nothing, you know, even back then, you know, right. like their first gig, 
and which is crazy about how much money you make. I want to go to Canada to make some money and, and, and to perform because they made $60 their first gig in the 1960s. I'm like, where are you going to pay us now, Canada? <laughs> call us up <laughs> or we'll call you. Yeah, we'll call. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but so then, so that was all what was happening in America too. It was like, oh, this is the revolution. We're going to change things, blah, 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 blah. And they're able to really sell and market on that. But then after a couple of years, it's like, well, shit hasn't really changed, which unfortunately is pretty much the story of America ever since JFK got assassinated, but we don't have to get into all that. <laughs> but so now we're in the 70s and it's like, well, this peace and love shit kind of burned itself out. Yeah. So I feel like in the 70s, they were kind of like the industry was also kind of trying to figure out what the big thing was. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why the music in the 70s was so great and so diverse because they didn't really know what they were going for yet. They were yeah. trying a bunch of things out. Everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was more about the sound. Exactly. And then the people just, you know, you just happened to have some good looking people. And that was cool. And that was great. But those good looking people were about their music. Like, you right. know what I mean? About their sound and stuff. So right. that, that was a great thing. And like, um, uh, Nancy and Anne do talk about like the 80s and going into like the whole image part of it, you know, and how the video kills the right, radio right. star. Like, you well, know, this is what I'm saying. I think it's so interesting how it progresses. So 70s, like the industry is still trying to like kind of figure out, you know, what's selling. So they're they're a they're down to sign whoever. Yeah. That if the music is good, and then it'll be like, oh, maybe what you do is the next big thing. Yeah. Maybe what you do is the next big thing. I don't know. So we're gonna sign a lot of people. We're gonna see what happens. As time goes on. <laughs> You get into the 80s, and what's happening in America in the 80s is, you know, fucking Reagan, you know, Wall Street, greed is good, yeah. you know, this just money, consumerism. Yeah. So even the music business is like, well, we need everything to be big. We yeah. need the biggest songs, hair. the biggest hair, <laughs> the biggest everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it becomes so commercial and it yeah. becomes such a big business that it yeah. really wasn't so much in the 60s and the 70s. Right. That now it's like, oh, well, we're going to make the most commercial thing. We're going to sell the most money. We know what it is. This is what it is. Everyone, if you want to make money, you got to look like this. You, yeah. You, you know what I mean? The, and that, that was the hardest thing for like them and a lot of other stars to do with. Not just like, well, and was starting to gain weight and mm -hmm. for her that was an issue and like for even you know it changed the mindset of even her bandmates who would be like man like you know we would make a lot more money if she would lose 20 pounds and stuff like that and she had like no idea really that she she didn't feel like she looked that bad but because the industry was so focused on like looks and everything like that then like she felt pressure not only to be thinner but um she felt pressure to act like, and Nancy did too, to act like the images that they were mm -hmm. in the video. You know what I'm saying? Like it, uh, in one of the um, videos that I watched, um, they said like, like the video where they pour liquid gold into the mold and then Nancy yeah. just comes out. Like, you know what I mean? But when she's speaking and she's talking, you're doing an interview, she's like the sweetest. She's so like calm. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's not some freaking crazy person. And then just like, and a lot of that triggered like Anne's probably like younger issues and stuff like that, because the stories that she tells about having to lose weight or, or um, not being thin is like crazy. First of all, the doctors in the sixties were like, have her on a diet for a month of just peaches and water. 
Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what in the world? I can't like, eat an apple? Like, oh my gosh. I was just like, that's insane. And like, um, things that's like- That's sound medical advice. That's some sound, right? Those are the doctors that probably smoked a cigarette while they were in there. Was that the doctor that was on. hanging out with Jimmy Page? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. You know, and just like a whole bunch of other things. She was like, her mom used to buy her clothes from like the bigger girl's store. And the bigger girl's store was called Chubbette. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Holy shit. I didn't know that. That's, That's wild. insane. So, you know, a lot of issues that she had just got revisited, you know, as she got into adulthood with, with you, MTV. God. Damn it. But, and that's so sad also because of like, even like you think of like the timing of that. Because like, if she was that now, she would be celebrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, look at her. She doesn't care. She's just doing what she wants to do. And right. she's a beautiful example and all that shit. Yeah. And I think it's so sad because it's not, it's not like her weight ever affected the performances. No. And that's what's supposed to matter. Like, it, sh- it really shouldn't... Like, if it got to the point that she was, like, so unhealthy that it was affecting, like, her stage presence or her singing, I understand why you'd be like, hey, like, this is kind of starting to affect things a little. But yeah. if you're still doing the same sh- who cares? Right. You know right. what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. But, yeah, so 80s, 80s was, was quite a time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So they, yeah, I mean, so they literally, they went full into it. I mean, some would say they sold out. Yeah. During that time, they went yeah. for for the hair. They went for even the sound of the music is different. Yeah, and I don't want to you know talk shit, but when I think of heart, I think of seventies heart. Me too. I think of some hard rocking hits, and you know, um, kind of to be fair, it's like when you watch your band turn eighties. I think that's that's what a term that we should call them. Like like look look at um jimmy page and robert plant separately when they turned 80s early 90s like that like i'm just like man like what'd you do to our friends yeah and you know a lot of people even the stones like their comeback in the like mid to late 80s you know um it it didn't really sound it didn't sound like them you know a lot of people diana ross all these people were coming back and it was just like man like they you could just tell it was for the video and And that's kind of sad that's what i'm saying i think that's really more about the industry than anything else because at that point and with mtv it had become so streamlined like this is what we need to do to make money so you do this you're gonna sell and you're gonna make the money yeah but it's like the thing thing that we always talk about this is a a recurring theme on the podcast is that the thing that always works the best in the long run is authenticity yeah like you can change your style in the short run and it can work out well for you and it did work out very well for them i mean their songs went huge they had their first number one song they had their best-selling album they did but now here we are and we we think about heart we don't think about that no like all those ballads are great like you know and i remember them almost in real time like you know but like no i mean 70s heart and even they said it like they were hippies like they actually their older sister lived on a commune and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like you know and when you look at their 70s pictures they were sexy they were very feminine like there was nothing like to make you feel like oh god these girls are freaking dirty and just go like nothing Mm -hmm. like that like they could totally sell but like the 80s just wanted more man more 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 the 80s just all about more (laughs) and that's why you think about it now it's like the only bands from the 80s that are still like big now is like motley Crue, who was like the top of the top of that shit they were the absolute peak of that they were and then like gnr which was a completely separate thing yeah this is we're saying like the bands that still made it from that time were the ones that were doing their own shit like metallica yes gnr they were never doing that but all those other fucking bands like rat poison yeah fucking white snake no one cares about them now (laughs) you know what i mean like like am i out of line (laughs) call us if you care 
Call us. Yeah. Tell us in the leave a review. Tell us if you give a shit about poison in 2022. <laughs> like, come on. But anyway, I, I'm going off on a rant here. But yeah, so that's so they come back. They do reach like their greatest commercial success, but it is, you know, it's kind of a trade off mm -hmm. because they are losing a little bit of what made them heart. Yeah. But they are back at their greatest success. And when they were in their like down point, they were like, shit, if our next record doesn't do well, like we're done. Yeah. Like we're out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. But it did do well because they did those things. Yeah. So it's like. You, you can't judge them for that. No, you know what I not mean? really. Especially when they, and they come from a world where like their mom was a total homemaker and like they have nothing wrong with that, but they, in their mind, like the professions for women were like, other than them singing, it was like, okay, well you become a waitress or you become a teacher or you become a nurse. And I just can't see them in those professions. Like they are meant to be like on stage, like, mm -hmm. you know, so they just had to do what they do. They did, you know, they've had like, photo shoots where Annie Leibovitz tries to get them to take their tops off for a long time and like they don't want to do it and then they end up doing it and I mean you know it's just unfortunate but like that is what happens in the industry yeah especially during that time yeah so so they reach their greatest commercial success and then I don't, I don't, I guess they're like, all right, well, we've done this enough. And then they fired their whole band again, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny to me that, that they could just be like, you know what? You've served your purpose. <laughs> Bye guys. Heart. You got no heart. This is, this is our band. If you, if you forgot, <laughs> so you're all gone. Um, and then this, at this point, um, around this time, so Nancy um, starts going out with Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Which I didn't even know about. Me neither. I literally found this out days ago. I was like, really? And they're still married. No. Right? Or no? No, it's just recently, recently. divorced. Like, oh, pretty well, that's recent. sad. Fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and not super recent. It's more like 2010, I think. But oh. it's within the 2000s and it's within the, the 10s. Right. So he, so then they kind of go off in their separate ways a little bit after, you know, that point, you know, Anne does a solo album and Nancy starts actually scoring Cameron's films, Yeah, which is dope. Yes. That's really cool. So she gets into like a whole different aspect of music and composition than the rock band. Right. Right. So, so that's dope. I really respect the hell of that. And then she becomes, she figured she starts knowing how to produce things as yes. well. And she yeah. just gets like really into the whole like everything of music, not just the playing guitar, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have a studio now out in Seattle and like some of our favorite grunge artists have like, you know, recorded there and it's just really, really awesome. And it's just, um, what else is awesome to see, um, all the, 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 what we will probably call the children of heart, like all the people that came out of Seattle after them that love them so much. That's in, that, like that just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even Nancy and them and I, that just brings the tears to my eyes because it's like, they're such hard rockers and you know their music is so like gritty and and i'm talking about the 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 grunge sound uh, that came out and mm -hmm. then like to like pay homage to like people like nancy and Anne, it's just like well thank goodness you know what i mean and that's another thing that i didn't really realize until we were researching this i was like damn i guess they really were one of the biggest seattle bands before grunge like and they even had i saw an interview with uh jerry cantrell from alice in chains he was just like yeah like they were the shit like we love them yeah like like them doing it we were like oh maybe a band from seattle can do something that's you know what insane. i mean that's great that's so great and then for them to love them like that and like um 
uh, they said that like they everywhere they go, it doesn't matter if it was years ago or if it's now. Somebody always asked them like, well, what's it like to be a female rock band? Like, you know what I mean? And this this example really shows that they're just a good music band. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where you know, um, like Jerry and freaking Chris Cornell and freaking Nirvana, like they're all happy to like be under their wing or under their umbrella like they just love them as a band like nobody's like oh yeah well those chicks are dope like people are no chris is like they rock just as hard as fucking anybody yeah like that's it yeah and that's why we like them yeah if they didn't rock that hard we're not gonna like them just because they're girls exactly you know what i mean yeah so that's the cool thing about it like love that so then um so now they they have all kinds of like musical knowledge they have their studio and they start a new project Mm -hmm. to just completely get away from heart they're like we've done this we need a to death it's you know they were in they felt like they were in kind of a box in a way yes they've been kind of like not chewed up and spit out by the industry but the industry kind of took them for a ride they were like you know what we're doing our own thing now we're not fucking with you we're not doing whatever you tell us we need to do we're gonna finance our own thing and we're gonna do whatever the hell we want yeah would you say the industry gave heart heart disease (laughs) (laughs) or a heart attack no 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 we'll go with heart disease it's a little more mild you know what i mean (laughs) Um, fuck, I can't remember what the name of the, the second band was right now, though. No, and it's getting in, uh, I'm sorry, Tom Petty's band is getting in my way, but I don't remember the second band, but they needed it to get away from heart. And I yeah. don't want to pull it up. You guys, let us know. Yeah, tell us about how stupid we are in the comments. You <laughs> <laughs> can't remember everything. We're just yanks. <laughs> yeah, we're just a bunch of daft yanks, according to the YouTube commenters. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. there's a little truth in all the jokes, you know? <laughs> but, um yeah so then so they do this their side project and they come back and they do another hard album and it's funny because they said so they also did their solo albums but they were both kind of like it's not as fun doing this by ourselves no. like i want to do it with my sister like yeah. we just like it just works yeah and there's something about like siblings in music that they're just always like able to be on the same page <laughs> I've, you know, but for the a lot of the time not if you're oasis but yeah not if oh fuck them but <laughs> That's just, their shit is just ridiculous. But like, you know, we just, we did an ACDC episode yeah, right lately. And that and they was were, wonderful. They were just always like, well, no, we're doing this. Yeah. Like we don't have another option. Like we've been doing this for our whole life. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And they're kind of like on the same thing as well. They're like, nah, like we know how we work together and this is not something that you could just get somewhere else. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so they come back, they got it. They another album which is great that nancy produces yeah which is sick yeah and um yeah they're just like i don't know they just never let anybody fucking stop them really not really not at all what lets you know that they don't let a lot of people stop them so when they were like here's a flashback story so when they were like in high school Mm. they used to go to this church this protestant church and um their uh their girl band at the time had gotten like a lot of like recognition like so they played like the youth sunday like concert and they were about like a couple of few hundred people there at the concert so at the church they decide to do the doors when the music's over oh <laughs> So they when did a whole, the music's over. Exactly. They did a whole bunch of covers. They did, you know, Ronnie Spector. They did Aretha Franklin. R.I.P. All the, yes, to Ronnie Spector and Aretha Franklin. Yeah. And um, so they decided to do the music's over. Now, when I heard this interview, when I heard like Anne start to say this, 
I know this song when the music's over, front and back. Okay, I know when it. When the music's over, the pauses, yeah. the words, everything. So ex- right away, I thought about the part which gets half of the congregation to get up and leave the church immediately. Okay, so there's a pause, and then Anne goes, "Cancel my subscription to, to the, the resurrection." resurrection. <laughs> People are probably like. <gasps> <laughs> Damn, I would have loved to hear her sing that because now I'm just singing. I'm thinking in my head, did she like try to sing it low like Jim or did she just go all high with it like in her normal like style? You know I what wonder. I mean? And that's what like, you know, how they, they said how they don't, not that they don't like it. It's just that they always have to answer what's it like to be a female rocker. Yeah. What I would ask them was just like, well, what was it like to like see Jim Morrison? Like, what was it like to like see like Robert Plant and them and see the Stones? Like, what was that like? Because they were with them the whole time. Like, you mm. know, um, uh, Nancy used to give um, uh, Pearl Jam's manager. I forgot his name. It's I think it's Kelly. It, um, he became Pearl Jam's manager. But at the time, he was her neighbor and she was giving him guitar lessons. Oh, shit. At first, Anne was. But then Anne got tired of it. And Nancy was like, well, she took over the lessons. And the two of them used to pretend they used to sing Elton John songs like Nancy would play and like um, they would sing and stuff like that. And then just to flash back, like flash forward, like 10, 15 years. And now they're actually both in the club with Elton John and with Bernie's manager. And yeah. Bernie's trying to seduce Nancy, trying to give her a whole bunch of cocaine all the time and stuff. Bernie like was that. the songwriter, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like, and then, um, uh, Elton's Bernie's partner at the time no Elton's partner at the time was flirting with Kelly who um because he was gay Elton wasn't openly gay but um his partner at the time his like who was a guy or a girl no his his boyfriend it was okay. a guy. It yeah, was a yeah. guy who was trying to fir- flirt with Kelly. Who's a guy too? Kelly oh, is a guy too. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one is chasing um the Kelly down, and, and I'm pretty sure that's his name. Kelly down. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not Christy, so it's definitely Kelly. Um, chasing him down while um Bernie's trying to seduce Nancy. Like mm. all those things. Like that's really interesting to me because they they wanted to be like the greats just like they wanted to be baby they were like called baby zeppelin and they wanted to be like led zeppelin and everybody used to say that you should hear ann wilson's version of stairway to heaven like even Mm. back then when she was young and stuff like that and then yeah that's cool that's fucking cool yeah so then yeah what you're referring to is when they when she's saying stairway to heaven at the um, what what the Kennedy, Kennedy Center? Center honors, yeah, with Jason Bonham on drums, yes. Which I'm not gonna lie, I started watching that video last night, and then I was just like, I can't listen to Stairway to Heaven again. No, I I, <laughs> I, can't. I just can't do it. The video came up, and I was like, I don't want to watch. I don't need to watch this performance. I've seen it. I know it's like, good. Yeah, that's a one time for me, but I mean, it's a great song. I don't really get tired of Stairway to Heaven, the song that much, but like. Uh, certain like performances and stuff like I watched uh, Hart get inducted into the Hall of Fame I watched their speech and stuff like that but I didn't need them to see them perform their songs I was just like I don't need to watch this because I mean not that it's not bad I mean it's not good or anything like that it's just that you know yeah no, I just I can't listen to Stairway to Heaven at all anymore. I just can't. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I I I could still listen to it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just like I can still wrong. listen. I, just, I, I, just I know can't. a lot of people can't listen to it anymore, but um, but I can. But she pulled it off. That's right. She pulled it off. That's well, they both pulled it off. They both pulled. That's it the off. important thing. That's really what we're getting at here. No, the important thing is Jimmy Page. Call me. <laughs> That's more important than anything else. Right? Robert, call me. <laughs> 
John Paul Jones, call either whoever. It's all good. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, Hart has a legendary career. Lots of drama, lots of ups and downs, lots yeah. of industry bullshit. Yeah. But they just never let it stop him because it's no. all about. It's about sisterhood with them. I mean, the thing is, like like we said, it's like, yeah, they write great music together, but at the end of the day, they're family. Yeah. And they're going to be family no matter what. Right. So it's like these things like, you know, the industry bullshit, like, you know, them like giving more camera time to Nancy than Anne. It's like, that's not going to tear them apart. They're right. fucking sisters. Like, yeah. they're family. Like, that's all, that's all just outside noise to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's great. And I just, I don't know. Their music is just so good. Like it's it's so like every time that one of their classic songs come on, I just get hype. Yeah. Like if I'm just like you know in the in the car and then I hear, boom, ba na 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 na, I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they tell you how those songs were written, and that's really cool. I know Anne wrote Barracuda because there was that rumor about the two sisters like sleeping with each other and stuff like that. She goes home and she writes that. <laughs> Right, she puts all that rage into her music, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and you can feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Heart, we heart you. <laughs> you know who else we heart? Who? Everybody that's listening Woo-hoo. or watching, if you're on YouTube, because we also do this on YouTube. But um, yeah. So if you like what we do. Go to patreon.com slash music maniacs. Yeah. Support the podcast for any amount that you want to to keep us doing this. Yeah. We will read your name and we we'll will read your address out to everyone <laughs> as well. And your phone number. <laughs> yeah, whatever info you want us to share with the world. But we'll read your name and we want to say right now, huge shout out to our first official patron on the Patreon, Dana uh Sonic. Sorry. Donna, big shout out to you. Basically, if you join the Patreon, we'll shout you out. You get to suggest episodes for us to do. You get to vote on what episodes we're going to do. So you get to have like a big part in, you know, our decisions and all that. Yep. Any like bonus content that we do, if we like want to, you know, sit, do a cover version of a song or something, or if we want to do like some, you know, add-ons to the podcast, we're going to put it all on Patreon. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, extra content for you to check out. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's really just the best way to help continue to keep this podcast going. Yeah. Donna, we love you, girl. Yeah. So, she I don't know. She paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else uh, that we should say about heart? Anything else we want to tell the people before we sign off? Or uh, Tell us something that we may not know about heart, you know? Um, just tell us what's up. I mean, these ladies look beautiful. I feel so connected. You know what? I wanted to say one crazy thing about them. You know, the spirit of them, like, um, I, was, I wasn't joking when I said these axe-wielding scalpers. Like, um, so mm. it turns out on their, like, um... Uh, colonial side they have an ancestor who was kidnapped by some native americans at the time right because the french had bribed some native americans way back in the like 1600s and this was her family this is like her 10 times great grandmother um Anne and nancy not just Anne. i'm sorry Anne yeah. and nancy <laughs> right <laughs> right that's how that goes so like some french colonialists gr- bribed some uh, native americans to ransack this town of like puritans right and it turns out one of these people was um, Anna and Nancy's family me- member, like their ancestral grandmother. And so they kidnap all these people 
while they kidnap them, they start killing their babies and all this stuff like that. And then they tie him down and like their ancestors tied up. And now she waits for one of the native Americans to go to sleep. And then he, she gets up and then she kills that person's baby. And then once the other person that was kidnapped with her saw her get free and was able to kill somebody, then they both started like killing those people. And she like, cut scalps off and everything with a hatchet a tomahawk that she had stolen from one of the people like you see this is all because of the french no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) you're pitting people against each other (laughs) no i'm just kidding but um she says that in her book that like they weren't the first people in their family to wield an axe like it was actually somebody who actually did oh you know and it comes down the line and and there you go so you know and and it was rumored that she was also even like a bit of a witch but i don't think that i think she was just a woman that tried to save her own life and just like you know so she scalped the scalpers yes she did she definitely did damn that's wild i know it's a crazy story no i never heard that i never heard that before yeah they've got uh stories that they they actually it's like in history too like it's in a history book which is whoa that's wild yeah her last name is uh dustin like that's um their their maternal side yeah it's very interesting all right, shit. Well, I had no idea about that. So if y'all have any dope stories about heart, leave us a review or a comment. Not only would it be cool for us, but it'll help boost us in the yeah. algorithm so yeah. more people can know about us. Uh-huh. Tell your friends about us if you like us. We're Side After Dark. This has been Music Maniacs. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. See ya.